everyone, and welcome to Animal Wise, the podcast where from playful to profound, we bring animal wisdom to your world. I'm Lauren McCall, based in the beautiful seaside town of Torquay in Devon, England. I'm a podcaster, author, teacher, and founder of the Lauren McCall Animal Communication Academy. And I'm Bertha Eddington, also a podcaster, digital marketing professional, and animal lover based in beautiful San Diego, California. Today we have a slightly different kind of episode to share with you. We are delighted to welcome on our program the best-selling children's and young author adult, sorry, young adult author, forgive me, Claire Eckert. Welcome, Claire. Um, we are delighted to have you on our Animal Wise podcast, and congratulations on the best-selling status of your latest book, uh, Gallant, The Call of the Trail, Two Horses, Two People, One Journey. I love that. Now, just a quick word to our listeners. We thought that you would enjoy hearing from Claire as she writes books for young people about life and relationships with animals especially horses. So welcome, Claire. Can you tell us a little bit about your philosophy as an author or anything else you want to share with us to get going? Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, so my my history a little bit uh, is that I've always been an animal lover ever since I can remember. And I've been fortunate to work with animals a lot throughout my career. And I think that's given me a little, uh, you know, insight into writing from their perspective, which I tend to do in my books. Mm. So um, I, I, I was the actually the president of the board of the Humane Society, our local Humane Society for a while, so very much an animal advocate. And I wrote a book for them uh, called Jerobo, the Shelter Cat. And from there, I started writing uh, books, especially um, one about Bentley, which was one of the rescue dogs that I had. So uh, that's where it all sort of took off. And then, you know, eventually got to this book that we're talking about, Gallant, The Call of the Trail. That's, that's awesome. I, you know, I have to share with you, Claire, and you, Lauren, when I was a young adult, you know, young teen, um, one of the books that was really a seminal, pivotal book at my time in, in, in life at that time was a book called Beautiful Joe. And it was a book that was written for young adults about a dog who had been abused. And it was written from his standpoint. And he, it was the joke. They called him beautiful because he had been so abused. He was really rather ugly. Um, but the family wow. saved him and adopted him. And that just really made a huge impact on me. So I applaud you for doing what you're doing. Um, your latest book, um, as, as Lauren said, Gallant, The Call of the Trail, Two Horses, Two People, One Journey, is for a slightly older audience than your current collection. Is that correct? Yeah, and it's really hard to pinpoint the age range for this this book because I put it down as 10 plus or young adult but really the feedback that I'm getting is that it's enjoyable for everyone um, anyone who has that connection with animals especially um, it's mm -hmm. it's been compared to sort of a modern day black beauty crossed with mm. national velvet mm -hmm. um, so I think you know anyone who enjoys animals in their lives and the connection that we have with them and the relationships that we share with them are going to enjoy this series and it is uh the first one of a trilogy 
Nice. Well, I know you, at one point you say in there, it's a story about a horse and a, and a young girl and young family more than that. But I love the line that you have that the horse and the girl had been two halves of a broken mirror that could not see themselves clearly unless they were connected. That is so evocative. So can you tell us, you know, your genesis of the book and what your philosophy is about it? Yeah, and that's one of my favorite lines as well, because it really is pivotal to the story. Um, Gracie is the the young girl in the story, and Gallant is the foal that she witnesses being born. And as soon as he's born, they form this unbreakable connection. And that's where that line comes from. And throughout the book, we see how this connection plays out. Even when they're apart, they still feel connected in some way. And I think that when we connect on a soul level, that can happen, whether it's with people or with animals. So the book is really about their journey together. And there's also um, a male character in the book and, and another horse. And part of what I really enjoyed writing about with the two horse characters was the fact that they came from very, very different backgrounds. Um, Gallant was born into a very loving home, uh, and Flash, the other horse character, was born into very tragic circumstances. And what I wanted to explore through their characters was how they approach life coming from these two different backgrounds and what their connection was with humans um, coming from those experiences that they had. And I think it was really interesting to weave all four of these characters together through the journey that they took in this book and really see how they learned, how they grew, um, and you know, just how they, they bonded with the different backgrounds that they had. Yeah, well, that's, a, that's, that's interesting. In fact, it sort of speaks to the, the subtitle of the book, you know, Two Horses, Two People, One Journey. Um, and it is very interesting the way you've intertwined the two of them. Can you talk a little bit more about writing from the animal's point of view? In other words, how do you, how do you put yourself in a mindset or an emotional place to do that? Well, you know, people ask me how difficult I found that. And I have to say, I did not find it difficult at all, which is, is, you know, kind of an easy answer to give. But I really didn't find it hard. I've spent my whole life trying to understand animals and connect with them. And mm -hmm. so for me to put myself in the position that they were in, um, throughout the story was was not difficult. And, you know, I've had horses my, my whole life, pretty much. Um, I don't know, I'm, I'm sure you guys have heard about, uh, you know, the connection, the sort of the electromagnetic field around the horses that, um, that we sort of step into when we're around them and how we connect with them that way. And mm -hmm. I think that, uh, you know, because of that, I've always felt that I've understood my horses and, and my dogs even, even more because I probably spend more time with them. But I think that writing from their, their viewpoint in these books was uh, challenging only from the standpoint that I wanted to get it right. You know, mm. as far as putting myself mm -hmm. in their place, that was easy. But I wanted to make sure I conveyed that properly to my audience. I know that's a great concern to, to you, Lauren, as well. When you share kind of your conversations with animals, you want to make sure it's very clear. Yes. Um, to people. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's right. That's right. So, um, Claire, what what is your 
ultimate goal with this type of book? What do you hope to accomplish? What do you hope the reader will take away? Yeah, you know, I think that um, obviously the first thing as a writer is that we want to be able to entertain our, our readers and our audience. But I also think that it's an amazing um chance to not only teach, but also to bring possibilities to the forefront that that the reader may not have thought about. And I'm hoping that it makes readers take a look at their own relationship with animals and their own connection with the animals that they share Mm -hmm. their lives with, and look a little bit deeper into that and into how maybe they influence the quality of life of that animal. Um, I know for me, you know, my animals are so much a part of my family and uh, I spend a lot of time with them. And I think that that really enriches our connection. And so uh, a lot of people don't don't have that um, don't have that time with their animals. And oftentimes it's just because we're busy, you know, with our lives. It's, it's just not uh, a choice that we're able to make. But I think that we also do need to be aware, and and this is one of the things I love, especially from coming from a shelter background, Uh, there's that saying where they say that um, we make such a difference to the to the lives of that animal because we are their lives you know to us they're in in a relatively short period of our lives but for them we are their whole lives and and i think being aware of that is is just something i've always treasured and i'd like to pass along and just emphasize to people um that 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 life experience that you're giving your animal is is their lives that's it for them so let's try and make it the best that we possibly can yeah, I think that's true. And, you know, there's an interesting balance, though, um, to be had in there. You know, the, there's the, there's also the, the very strong um, reality, I think, that animals are individuals, right? You know, with their own hopes and dreams and personalities and all the rest of it. And one of the things that I like about your book is that you manage to maintain the animal's individuality. In other words, they don't just become an extension of Gracie or the other human characters. And I I think that's a a really um, important thing. And it's something that's not that often seen in literature. You know, people tend to project their interests or their perspective on their animal family members. Yeah, these animal characters, uh, Flash and Gallant, are very much uh, on their own journey through this book. And Mm -hmm. although it's weaved into the the journey of the human characters, we definitely see them as independent of uh, their human uh, counterparts. But um, there's a book that I'm writing, and it's not going to be out for a couple of years, but kind of emphasizes what you're, you're talking about here. It's about a dog that I rescued called Bentley. Um, and I've done the children's book series about Bentley, but the, the book that I'm writing now about him is more a memoir from uh, his point of view. And uh, I sort of dig into um, his life for the two years before I had him and then the two years after I had him and uh, the, the, the journey and the connection and the lessons that both of us learned from each other. And in the same way that I do with uh, Gallant and Flash, you know, I, I very much make him uh, an individual character who does have um, a say over how his life goes and the direction that his path takes. And I just think it's a it's a really interesting uh, way for us to look at 
the lives of those animals. And I don't know if you if you remember towards the end of uh, the book, well, right at the, the very end, almost the final chapter um, of Gallant, I talk about, uh, and first I should say it's shown sort of as a flashback when, when Gracie's older talking to her, her grandson. And so at the end of the book, we go back to that. And there's a point where I do a scene about how after Gracie um, dies, she meets up with Gallant again. Mm-hmm. And it's a really touching right. scene. Uh, you know, it just sort of highlights the most perfect moment of their, their lives and how they come back together. And and that's how I envisioned it would be when they met again. And we touch a little bit on sort of reincarnation of, mm-hmm. uh, of animals. And my philosophy is for humans and animals, there is no way we can learn everything we're meant to learn in one <laughs> lifetime. You know, we've got to come yes, back over yes. and over again. <laughs> I, I think of each lifetime like a day in school, you know, and we mm-hmm. get a lunch break and a recess, but we're there to learn. And mm-hmm. uh, we're put in circumstances that will help us to make the most of that particular life lifetime and the goal that we're yep. supposed to achieve during that lifetime. And I think very much the same thing for animals. I think animals are not going to learn everything in one lifetime. But I love the thought that we reconnect with the souls that we have previously known. And that was sort of my goal at the end of this book was that Gracie and Gallant souls would reconnect, um, you know, after they've both passed. And, and how could they not with the, the strong connection that they've had, you know, through that life? And that was one of the sweetest moments for me. I have to say I cried during several parts of, of writing this book. It is a very emotional book. You know, it's a roller coaster yes. of emotions. And, and there were several parts that I cried even after I, you know, revised it several times and i thought that was mm-hmm. a good sign <laughs> you know? it is a good sign it yeah. is a good sign and yeah. you know the the title of my first book is the eternal gift which is very much how yes. the animals view uh our relationship you know it's something that survives the death of the physical body and uh, it's very much what you were speaking about yeah. we we also talk a lot about the individuality of animals as as you mentioned and as lauren had mentioned and and how you know, just as we recognize that humans are individuals, so are animals. And so we weave our purposes together to support or, or undermine each other, you know, unfortunately in, in some cases, but certainly not from the animal's perspective. They don't intend to do that to us. But I, I think that's an important point is to identify an individual versus a species. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, very much yeah. so. Very much so. And I think that that, that um, gives us the opportunity to really tell their individual story when we do that, which is so important. Well, and it enables us to move beyond the labels, as, as Bertha is saying, you know, and, and horses, you know, uh, are particularly labeled. You know, we, we hear all kinds of labels about horses, good and good and bad, I think. But, you know, people have certain uh, expectations, I think, and, and sometimes don't give enough allowance to to the individual and their personality and their interests. Right. Definitely. And I'll tell you, someone who has currently uh, 11 horses, um, oh. well, one of them is a miniature mule, but the others are, are, are horses. Uh, gosh, you, when you have horses, you can see their individual personalities come out. I have not had one horse that I would say is 
exactly the same as another. Um, they are so individual. And, and the character of Flash in this book is actually based on a horse that I own. Um, he's not the bad guy that, that Flash is in the book, but he is the horse that I own with the most character. And I just love him for it. And so it was so easy to put his character into the position of Flash in the book. Uh, but every single horse that I have um, is very, very different and in so many ways. I mean, I, I'm amazed, you know, and I can see how people who, who aren't horse owners or haven't shared their lives with horses would look at them as a, as a herd, you know, as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But gosh, even if you follow, you know, the, the Mustangs that um, there's so many people that follow them and take beautiful photographs of them and, mm-hmm. and tell their story, um, you can see the individual personality. Of, of the characters, even in their family groups and their bands. And yep. I think that that, again, Mustangs fascinate me. I know that they're going to be, they're going to be in a part of the second book that I'm writing in this trilogy. But mm-hmm. beyond that, I think they're going to be a subject that I want to delve deeper into. Well, that's yeah, wonderful. What a, what a wonderful gift you have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's wonderful. And, and so grateful that you share that with people. Lauren and I both feel very strongly that only by working together with our animal companions and, and animal brothers and sisters that we can all work together to heal this earth, which we need so much right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, one, yeah. one of the things that I always say uh, as my position of president of the board with the Humane Society was that how we treat our animals and especially our homeless animals in our community reflects who we are as a community. Mm-hmm. And oh, sure. That yeah. was something yeah, it's that like we, the Gandhi yes, thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, Claire, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your animal wisdom mm-hmm. with us. It's really nice that that's getting out there to to children and young adults. Uh, for all of our listeners, you can find information about Claire's books on her website and on Amazon. Um, now, uh, Claire spells her name C-L-A-I-R-E, and her last name is Eckard. E-C-K-A-R-D, and her website is ClaireEckardAuthor.com. Great. Thank you so much. I have really enjoyed talking with you today and just being able to share a little bit about the characters in, in the book and um, just have fun in Torquay. You know, that's my, my home county of Devon. I'm jealous yes. that you're there. <laughs> and enjoy it. Say hello to Devin I'll, for me. I'll send you photos. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good, Lauren. Thank you both so much. Thank you, Claire. Thank, thank you. you to all of our listeners. If you enjoy our podcast, please subscribe to Animal Wisdom and our favorite and on your favorite podcast platform. And tell all of your friends and family. And be sure to listen to our for our podcast next week. Thanks, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.